There's a big storm coming. Of this I've no doubt. That storm's gonna blow your little world inside out. When the wild winds let up, when the violence wanes, you'll think of me then. When you're watching it rain. Is definitely the rain, and welcome to part three of the Anderson Observer News from People You Trust podcast. As we kick off the new year's first week, looking back on 2022 and ahead to 2023 in Anderson County, rain is ringing in the new year with a blast, and the water is a welcome refill to the lake, and it punctuates the end of drought conditions in the county. So, if that makes you feel any better, but it is, it is raining. Uh, last night, a countywide trail system moved one step closer after Anderson County Council took a giant step in creating a trail between Belton and the city of Anderson using a 252,000 joint grant with the United Way of Anderson and they will get consultation on the trail and right-of-ways along the old Piedmont in Northern or Port Anita Railroad bed and the long-term plan is to connect this trail with the East-West Parkway Trail which stretches from Anmed on South Carolina 81 to the Civic Center and then to the city of Anderson trails across the city and an eye in the future towards a new trail all the way to Pendleton and maybe even to Clemson this is visionary, a really good idea, and could be a real boom for the county. And people loving trails and walking, and a lot of these places look really good. So, hope this all works out. Uh, last night, the council also approved a million dollars in ATAX funds that was collected last year for tourism-related projects. You can see that link to funds that were approved at the Anderson Observer News from People You Trust online newspaper. And today, I have a pair of mayors, a city manager, and a town manager to recap 2022 and talk about the year ahead with this Anderson Observer News and People You Trust podcast. And first up is Pendleton Mayor Frank Crenshaw, who believes that the master plan they launched in 2022 will benefit the town for years to come. And he was pleased to see that the year ended with the sale of the old Pendleton uh, oil mill, which has been there forever and needed to be cleaned up. But it'll now begin to get cleaned up this year in preparation for new development. So we're all looking forward to that. We've had a lot of growth in general here, as you know, Greg, um, but uh, especially business growth. The this, the downtown here, the area around the square, especially, has uh, become a very popular destination for a lot of people. Uh, we got some really nice new retail that's, that's come in over, over the last several, you know, couple years, I guess, really. And uh, we've got a lot of nice restaurants that, that have come in, and especially we just had one open up uh, that uh, has rooftop seating and brand new building, and that's Rains on exchange. So that's been a, a big draw here. But, uh, you know, we also have the others. We have Brews on the, on the square over there, and we have the Blue Heron, which used to be located in uh, Clemson. Um, and then, of course, the bakery over here. Um, so this is a good place, Mexican restaurant over behind me. It's a good place to come and, you know, have, uh, have a nice meal and just uh, walk around and look at this beautiful square we have downtown here. And, and we've got a lot of other retail here, uh, the art studio, uh, Mountain Maid over here with antiques and collectibles and stuff like that, the framery. Um, we have the two whatnots over there for children's clothes, the Newtique Boutique over here. Uh, we have the, um, you know, the uh, herbs over here and that you can go and look at the Green Heart, Heart Awakenings, uh, which is a great business. We have an ice cream place over here, Mama Ray's. Uh, man, I mean, you just look around what we've got here now. We've got a lot, and um, not to mention, of course, what's 
been here for years and years over there. You know, we've we've got our our, our other retail stores that have been here for quite some time. Um, you know, the Mercantile over there being one of them, which has been a staple here downtown for a long, long time. So, uh, and then of course, 1826, we're standing next to it, is a great restaurant. Um, and the Farmer Society building here. Of course, uh, you know, it's just, we got a lot going on here in downtown Pendleton, just, in, just as far as new businesses. And of course, same thing on a 76 corridor over here. We've, we've got a lot of things there. We've got a Mexican restaurant there. We've got Little Caesars over there. Um, you know, we've got a Zaxby's being built there. And of course, we've got Bojangles. We've got, um, you know, QT and serves a lot of food over there. <laughs> and we have Yolk over here in the shopping center, which is an interesting restaurant that uh, is really nice. Um, but just a lot of things happening here in downtown, especially. Well, in downtown particularly with this growth yeah. comes a challenge of parking, and y'all got a plan for that, right? We do, and uh, that's that's uh, something we've been working hard on, and staff's been working really hard on here, and we're getting ready to implement there. But not only just parking spaces, you know, we're we're uh, we're also going to put in a lot of new lighting to make it safer for people people to walk. Because as we grow downtown here, there's going to be a little more walking involved. So we're trying to do everything possible to make it pedestrian friendly. So you saw what we did with the downtown master plan to kind of put in these bump outs, put in better parking and slow traffic down and that's our goal to slow traffic down and make it more pedestrian friendly and as I say that we've got some people coming through here on bikes um, but we want to make it a safe place for them to walk around to get to the various businesses because uh, as we grow you're not everybody's not going to be able to park right in the front door of where they're trying to go but we do have a lot of parking that's going to become available off the square here really close by but they're gonna to have to walk to get there. So we wanna make sure we got really good lighting for them and a lot of safety features built in. And uh, you already have a lot of sidewalks. You got any plans to add any sidewalks? We're working on some of that now in that we're trying to reclaim the sidewalks we've got because over a period of time, we have had, you know, things just grow over the sidewalk and cover it. And we just have gone the last couple of weeks and we've been really going hard at trying to get all the sidewalks cleaned off so we can really see exactly what condition we got with that. And also uh, we plan to go forward with putting in better sidewalks where needed and additional sidewalks if needed. Third thing I wanted to say, I guess, uh, would be along with the parking, uh, we have uh, Westinghouse Road over here. And, and as you know, we've got a lot of new growth out there on 76 and 187. And uh, we plan uh, to realign Westinghouse Road and uh, line it up with what's Swaney Circle that goes around there, which connects to the new development out there on 187 76. Just improve the connectivity um, from one side of town to the other, if nothing else. You know, from Lebanon Road, you'll be able to get straight up Westinghouse, straight across. You can go around on Swaney and you connect directly with that shopping center over there and not even get on uh, 76. And of course, all the folks out there on that end, they can come out that end of the subdivision down there. They can connect right to the shopping center, never even get on 76. So we're just trying to look at everything possible to m make the connectivity better. And of course, also try to increase pedestrian safety. We'd like to put in, uh, I can't speak for all, the entire council on this, but I know myself and uh, at least one other council member, we'd like to see a crosswalk down there too. Um, don't know if that's gonna be possible this time around just due to funding, 
Um, but eventually we'd like to see a crosswalk going across 76 there. Be especially nice for some of the people down here on South Mechanic, Village Square Apartments and Green Glen Apartments and Pendleton Gardens and all those places. A lot of those folks, some of them not by choice, but they have to walk. That's the only mode of travel they have. So they have to walk to get to the grocery store over there and things like that. And we'd like to make that safe for them too. One of the other things in growth you've talked about, uh, I just wondered if you had any updates on new fire station and some new development? That's right, yeah. So um, we are establishing something called a TIF district. Uh, and TIF is an acronym for tax increment financing. So we have an area over here off of Queen, East Queen Street, that's called Village Hills. It's been there for a long time. It was mostly mobile homes in there and it's deteriorated over the years. It was put in there in the early 70s. Um, and the infrastructure is really bad over there and so on. And there's really not much over there. And uh, there's not uh, very much being generated over there in the way of tax revenue either. Um, I think the total amount of tax revenue coming from over there for the town in a year is about $9,000. So it's really low. Um, so what we intend to do there is we're going to issue bonds and they'll be paid for by the tax increment financing, which is if there's a developer will come in there and put in single family homes and, and hopefully some affordable, different types of affordable housing. So there'll probably be a range there from, I don't know, maybe 190 to maybe 350 for houses, somewhere in that range. and. Um, as those houses go in there, the taxes from those houses will pay for the infrastructure upgrades over there because we'll have to improve the roads, we'll have to improve the water and the sewer, all of that stuff is in sad shape over there. And um, so that's, what, that's the way it will be paid for is with the tax revenue from the new homes coming in there. So we won't, we won't uh, actually realize that revenue except that we'll be paying off the bonds with it if that makes sense so uh, we would uh, not be the only ones involved in this the county um, will be on board with it too so they'll be helping with this because it's the same thing for them you know they're not getting any money out of that over there really to speak of so th eventually this will bring in more revenue for the county it'll also bring in more revenue for us eventually It'll take a little while, you know, to get, get the bonds paid off, but it's also hopefully going to allow us to build a new fire department because we can take some of that bond money because it's going to be in that area and we'll, uh, we'll build a new fire department over there and hopefully a new public works facility over there. So we'll be able to do those things and that development there and then there's another new development going in adjacent to it there that was on what, what they call the Morton Farm property. That'll be a part of that TIF district too. And those houses will be quite a bit more expensive on, you know, on the average. So uh, that'll bring in more money to help pay off the bonds and so on and so forth. Anything we bring into that TIF district over there in that part of town is going to help pay the bonds. And it's going to really, really bring that side of town up as far as the quality of the infrastructure, the roads, and, every, and the housing and everything else. So we, uh, we think that'll be a really good thing. And we, hopefully we may even be able to... Uh, rehabilitate the dog houses. I, you know what the dog house is, but I guess I should explain that for the people that don't. It's the old Pendleton High School gymnasium that's over there and it's kind of going downhill because it had mold in it and some problems and uh, we had to just close it off because of the mold. 
uh, last mayor that was here before me, uh, Randy Hayes, he had to close it down because there was mold in it. And uh, it's, we just don't want to see it go down to the point of having to tear it down. <laughs> so we'd like to fix that and we could use it in our, in our rec program, uh, which is another thing. You know, we'd, we'd like to try to improve the rec program as we're going here because recreation is very important to people. We've got a lot of new people coming in here that uh, are, are gonna want as good a recreation as possible and, and their kids, you know, uh, that are here with them. We would love to see them participate in the rec programs you know, because I graduated from Pendleton High School. Trying to have uh, these kids start young to, to really, um, you know, develop their skills so when they get to Pendleton High School, we maybe win a state championship again in a couple of sports. Um, so we'd love to see that happen. So we're working on that too, but it takes time. And of course, there are some other people that participate in the rec program besides the people here in town, and a lot of those live in the county just right around us here so we hope to help them with that too and uh, you know if uh, we get lucky maybe the county will help us a little bit with that too so we're looking at all avenues on that but it, it takes a little time to get that going because we got to figure out where that money's coming from but we did put some money in the budget this year for a rec director and we're still trying to hire one so uh, we're working on that and uh, hopefully we'll get that squared away next but um, you know. speaking, speaking of rec, um, and we're quite walking town, any, any, any updates on trails or connecting to the trails and stuff? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I say rec, you know, the first thing you think of is football, basketball, baseball, things like that. But uh, just as important is uh, pick, pickleball courts, uh, walking trails, things like that. And uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, working on that side of things too, because especially for uh, young folks like me and you, you know, or it used to be young folks, uh, you know, that's good stuff for us. We're probably not going to get out there and play uh, football anymore, me and you, but we will, uh, we can definitely get on the pickleball court, have some fun, maybe do some walking and hiking on the trails. And again, that improves connectivity. And, uh, you know, if you want to travel, you know, without getting in a car, you know, you can, you got some, some ways to get from A to B around here. Some more ways, I should say. Okay, so I just sent out an email after our last, uh, not long after our last council meeting because we did get an early Christmas present this year in that we finally have a contract signed with a developer who's going to come in and redevelop the oil mill property. And uh, this, uh, this individual, this company and his company, uh, they've done a lot of projects like this. They're really good at it and uh, they want to work with the town for, you know, with a small area plan for that part of the town. And that's gonna really tie in with the TIF district and all that, it's gonna be close to the TIF district and that whole area. Um, so that's a, one of the best, I guess, bits of news we've had lately that we've finally gotten to a point to where we've created a win-win situation for everybody. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to applaud council for sticking with us on that and, and their patience and everybody's patience because it took us a long time to get this going, but it would have taken us a lot longer had we gone down the legal road. Although, you know, we had, uh, had started that process, but that process could have gone on for years and years. And, uh, you know, we'd have spent a lot of money in legal fees, and then we would have had to tear it down and pay to tear it down ourselves. So you, you were looking at, uh, you know, several million dollars probably to accomplish all that. 
So uh, this is a big win for us, and it's a big win for the people that's, that have had to put up with it, and especially those that live close to it, because it's been not only an eyesore, but you know you have had a lot of just things like, um, you know, I guess rats and snakes and things like that around close to it, and uh, it's it, we're we're just going to be really happy when we get it down, and I hope that will happen within this ye this coming year. Um, we should. If everything goes right, we should see it down this coming year. Um, I think is we could see it down sooner than that, but um, what will happen first will be environmental testing on what's there. And uh, then they'll have to dispose of what's there that is uh, a, a hazardous material. And then um, after that's done, then they can get it down pretty fast. Uh, so. Uh, you know, timeline, I'd say it's anywhere from six months to a year to get it down. And then you'll probably just see a field of grass there for quite a while because there'll be a lot more environmental testing going on with uh, what's in the ground before you can do anything else with it much. You'll have to check off all the boxes and then eventually, you know, we can, uh, he can start developing something down there. Um, you know, not sure what that will be yet because it depends on uh, the small area plan that will probably take place and, and citizen input and things like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of what's coming down the road for that. Um, and that sort of leads me into something else we're doing is we're rewriting the zoning ordinance, the entire ordinance. Um, so that's something that's been sorely needed. It's, it's costing us a, a pretty fair amount of money, but it's really a great thing if you consider the amount of growth that we're embracing here and like everybody I guess in the county is but uh, we want to make sure that uh, we know what our plan is going forward so we want to go ahead and plan now rather than have to react to it later which is what you know has been done what most small towns end up having to do we're trying to be proactive with that and uh, rewrite the ordinance and it'll be easier to really understand what's in the ordinance at that point too. It'll make it easier for us and easier for anybody to be able to uh, understand our zoning ordinance and how it applies to them. So, you know, hopefully at that point, if somebody comes in to develop something, you know, most of the time, it'll already be in front of them what they have to do. And, uh, you know, it, it, you won't have to go through a long procedure to get it approved or, or denied. You'll just know up front, you can do this, but you can't do that that kind of thing is a simple way I think of putting it and those two things are historic changes for protecting sort of the the community and the just the feel of Pendleton right that little mill clean up and getting your zoning in place yeah it, it is I think it um, you know we have to be especially careful here we appreciate the growth this uh, on the fringes and on the 76 corridor which is a commercial corridor but you know this this part here in the downtown is really special and really unique. So it's, it needs to be treated differently. Um, so we want to protect what we have here and the historical character. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we want to allow for, you know, a reasonable amount of growth here too, I think. And that's my viewpoint is, again, I don't always speak for council. So, you know, there's some folks out there that may have a little different viewpoint, but uh, this is me. This is my viewpoint, um, but uh, the downtown is a real special place. So we want to 
keep it special. Most of the towns I've talked to, the 2022 was a big deal because it's the first time we were able to have full-fledged events after the pandemic. How important was that for Pendle? Well, having the, you know, first, First of all, I guess the pandemic was really tough for everybody. It hurt, you know, it hurt our businesses here, and not only here, everywhere. So uh, the businesses had to really suffer going through that. So you know, when we were able to get back to having full-fledged events here, that's big for these people downtown here, especially. Um, so uh, we're really happy now that you know, spring, the, our spring festival, uh, spring jubilee is back full force. Our uh, Fall Festival is back full force because that brings a lot of people in here and puts them in front of these businesses and vendors that we have that we come in and, and uh, participate in those events. And we added some things, you know, uh, the uh, Historical Foundation, they sponsored some events, some music up here on the green and things like that. We tried to add a lot of that just to give people some activities while they're here rather than just going and eating and leave or going and buy something and leave. You know, they can wander around, listen to some music and just kind of hang out up here. So that, that was big, definitely was big. Um, another thing we're, we're doing here going forward too in the upcoming year, uh, I'm gonna be having a, a little meeting once a month just for the general public. This is not a full-fledged council meeting, but it's just a meeting that I'd like to see our residents, our business owners, whoever wants to come, uh, it, it just to ask questions, just to come in and talk to us. And uh, you know, if they've got concerns, if they've got questions, if they don't know what's going on, uh, they can certainly. You know, this helps a lot what we're doing here with you. But I want to try to, you know, answer any questions anybody's got. And we'll have uh, our uh, staff, some of our staff there, to help answer those questions as well as. Uh, we can't have a quorum of council there to, to discuss things unless we advertise it as a meeting. So we're gonna stay away from that, but we will have, every one of our council members will have an opportunity to be there um, at those meetings and we will rotate through those. So we'll have one council person there per meeting um, is our plan. And uh, just wanna be something informal, don't have to dress up, don't have to do anything, just come hang out with us. We put it out there as happy hour with the mayor. There'll be no alcohol served at it. It's uh, just hopefully a happy, fun time to just kinda chill out, shoot the breeze with each other and uh, see, if, see if you got any questions or concerns, we wanna and, uh, address those and uh, give you some answers. Anything else you and, are you and council have identified for like the first three or four months of 2023 y'all wanna see accomplished? Or we covered it pretty much. Yeah, uh, one last thing here, Greg, would be um, just want to invite anybody that hadn't been to downtown Pendleton in a while, please come down and visit us and come hang out with us. I think uh, you'll be really impressed and surprised at, at uh, what we have here. It's, it's just a, a great place to come and hang out and relax and, and uh, have a good time. So, uh, and our residents uh, love it here, both our old ones and our new ones. I think we got a fantastic town here. We got a great staff working here for us at the town. We got a great town council, good people on there all the way that uh, they all want the best possible for Pendleton. And that's one of the big things about Pendleton. You will find the greatest thing about Pendleton is the people here, uh, from the people on council to the people that live here. And you don't have to go far here in this town to find somebody if you got a problem to help you, they will. Uh, everybody cares about this town. We some sometimes have different viewpoints, but. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can agree to disagree here if we have to a little bit, but uh, this is a great town and great people, and uh, the people here what make it one of the biggest things, besides the historical character and all that, 
the people make a big difference because here most people know who you are if you're here very long and uh, you have a real sense of community here in the town of Pendleton. So uh, those are my favorite things about Pendleton, I guess I would say. And with that, I'll, I'll close and just say, come on up and see us sometime, folks. We'd love to have you. I have known Frank pretty much my whole life. He and I have been friends since we were kids, and it's good to see a, a local person who's successful in business also being successful leading the town. It's good to see the growth in Pendleton with them also managing to maintain the character that that town has always had. Meanwhile, over in Honeypath, Mayor Christopher Burton announced another mill site cleanup, which will be good for Honeypath, and other things in his uh, address for the town in 2022, which also saw new business startups, housing starts, a lot of active recreation programs, and other things during the year. Well, we've gone through another year here, and let's, let's just kind of go through some of the highlights of what happened to Honeypath this year. Uh, the year started out, I guess, like everybody else, getting kind of getting back on our feet from COVID. Yeah, we... Uh... We, we had a rough time as well as everybody else did, but we were able to, our planning committee was able to pull everything together and have a good slate of events this year for the town of Honeypath. We started out uh, in January with our diversity day. Um, I think the planning committee is going to change that to um, February this coming year is going to be um, African American day and then we'll have a diversity day later on in the year to celebrate all the diversity here in Honeypath. Um, I think October. Um, it's become a lot more diverse down here, hasn't it? It really has. And February's, um, you know, African American Month, and then we're gonna have our um, day set aside. And I'm sure they'll we'll all plan that just like we have been. It's growing every year. The crowd's getting bigger. The the events are getting bigger. Uh, so we started out with our diversity day in February, and we moved into a, a spring event. Um, unfortunately, it didn't turn out quite as well as we wanted. So we're probably going to scrap that going forward and not have a spring event. Um, our Memorial Day event's growing as well. I, th I think there was probably three or four dozen people there this year, where in the past it's been 10 or 12. So um, Memorial Day's growing. Fourth uh, of July was a huge hit again. It was it was huge. Uh, we we really hit a home run on that. The planning committee, I just can't brag on them enough. They've done so much for this town and uh, Demeka Slaybaugh and Shannon Ellison, Miss Dot and Sam and Mandy and myself and uh, the youth council. Guy can't not mention them. They've been a huge help. They've done a lot for the town and uh, Rebecca Robinson and her husband Dale, they they really do a lot downtown, cleaning up and keeping the bushes and the shrubs tr trimmed and neat. Um, but our 4th of July was a hit. I mean, it really was a big hit. And then uh, we moved into um, October uh, planning. So we had our Sugarfoot Fall Festival. Um, in 2023, we will move the um, honey sopping competition to the fall event in October. It's going to be the second Saturday in October uh, going forward. Um, just just a great, great turnout for everything except the spring event. Um, so we've had a lot of, a lot of good um, events, worked well. Um, had a good turnout for the Christmas parade, even though it rained a little. Had a real good turnout for the Christmas parade. It, it did rain towards the end there. I think people toward the back, uh, they probably got wet. But, you know, one of the good things about being mayor, you get to ride up front at the parade. So uh, we was in in my truck. We didn't get wet anyway, but uh, 
parade turned out real well. We um, had our wreaths across America uh, festivities yesterday. It started at the flagpole down here at the Veterans Monument and uh, had a few people speak and national anthem was sang and uh, then we went over to Eastview Cemetery and I probably laid Gosh, I'm gonna say a hundred wreaths of there for uh, veterans, and all the veterans um, plots were marked with a flag, so it was easy to spot and then find, you know, what branch they they've served in. And and while we're on that subject, I I just gotta say I I respect all our veterans and those that didn't make it home. Um, they they give the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So, um, but it turned out real well. So we got our gala coming up on um, uh, New Year's Eve at one of our event centers here close by um, to raise money for next year's events. Um, looks like that's been planned out real well. Um, a lot of things was going on right around the time of um, the, the state of the town address that we had planned and we postponed it till January, but I think they met while I was out of town and decided just to have one this year. We're gonna move it to September. So the state of the town address by me and council will be um, in September next year. Um, I am up for re-election next year. Wanted to go ahead and plug that. Um, let everybody know I am running. I will be running for mayor again. Uh, I think I've done the town a, a decent job. I think for the most part, people are happy with what I've done and what I'm uh, about to do, and let's get on into that. Uh, I think we spoke before um, Mike Gamble, Senator Gamble, and uh, House of Representative Jay West. They've secured us a million dollars uh, in the state's budget for Chicola Mill cleanup. Uh, we got a couple investors involved that want to develop the land once it's cleaned up, so we should start. Um, maybe March or April time frame, starting to clean that mill up. Um, uh, Cardno has changed names to Stintac now, I think I said that right, but they're, uh, they're our consultant on the cleanup and they're uh, requesting a $1.9 million grant from the federal government to help us clean that up. So we can put that with the one million we got, that's $3 million, we ought to be able to clean that place up completely if we get that grant. If we don't get that grant, we will be using that $1 million to remove debris from the mill site though. Um, that money is not going to slip through the fingers or through the cracks and get spent elsewhere. It is earmarked 100% for Scola Mill and as soon as um, we can get everything in line, we're going to start using that money for that. People who aren't familiar with that site particularly, it's, it's a Big, big piece of land in a really good location, right? It's um, it's on the Mill Village side of town, but it's um, it's within a quarter mile from Main Street. It's just right off Chicola Avenue. So, a um, little bit of information: the Mill was built in 1902, uh, served the town for many, many years. In 1934, there was a strike at the plant, and um, from the articles I've read, the plant manager was also the mayor of Honeypath at the time, and he ordered um, ordered his guys to fire on the crowd, and seven people lost their life in 1934 here in Honeypath due to a, a cotton mill strike. So, a lot of history over there. Y'all have a marker out here in the park. The, the, the marker's actually still over at the, at the mill. Oh, okay. We are gonna move that. Um, when they demolish it, we're gonna keep that um, monument. And, and probably put it back on the property over there once it's developed. But um, speaking of cleanup, um, some uh, citizens in Honeypath have bought the old shirt plant over here 
uh, on the back side of um, the south side of town and uh, started demolishing it. There's some four or five big piles of rubble over there that, uh, rubble, that um, needs to be hauled off, but that, that's coming together over there. It's another eyesore coming down. Uh, I think they'll do great things with that with that plot of land once it's um, once it's demolished and refurbished. Um, I'll let them tell you what they're gonna do with it if they wish. But um, look good, a lot of good things going on in town. Did you add another vehicle to help people haul off their own stuff this year? Not necessarily a vehicle. We did buy a trailer or two. And what we do is we loan these trailers out and like a landlord, we've got a lot of landlords in Honey Path and um, a lot of not so great tenants sometimes. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it is what it is. They don't pay and when they get evicted, usually all their stuff, they don't, they just leave. They leave it in the house. So instead of piling all that by the road and waiting on the maintenance crew to come by and get it, and I come up with the idea, we'll just loan them a, a trailer. You're going to haul it out to the road anyway, put it in the trailer, and we'll put, haul it off for you. And it's not sitting out there for, you know, weeks at a time waiting on meth heads to go through it and pick out what they want scattered all over the rest of the town. We can just haul it straight onto the dump at that point. So um, it's working well. Miss um, Porter, my assistant, she's um, she handles all that with Matt, and when people call in, she um, gets that you know, worked out where, when and where they want it. And uh, it's just working real well. It's, the town's a lot cleaner than it was when I first come in. So um, people are buying into it and, and trying to help keep the town clean. How about new businesses? Do you have any new businesses? We do have two or three new businesses. We had a new vape shop come in and uh, the old Black Cow building. Yeah, so there's three, actually three businesses moving in the old Black Cow building and a fourth one's coming, I believe, probably a coffee shop or something like that. But uh, there's a photography studio upstairs, and then there's some uh, costume jury called Mad House Bling, I believe, and then Nutrify, Nature Fi, um, in one of the rooms as well. So, and then the two buildings over here in the um, Commercial Bank grassy area. There's two buildings over there, and both of those are rented right now as well. Uh, so a lot of businesses coming to town. Um, Things are starting to move downtown as well. I've seen some movement on some of those places that were for sale and see some construction going on inside a few of them. So um, Honeypath's growing. Honeypath's getting bigger. And uh, I just hope I had a little bit to do with it. If I did, great. If I if not, then the people are coming here for, <laughs> for whatever reason. But uh, we, we're glad to have them and uh, glad that they're here. Um, Keith Dunn, uh, Dunn & Associates wrote a couple of grants this past year. Um, for sewer repair. Um, they were approved and I think we spent about a half a million dollars on upgrading some of the sewers around town and um, we did get um, roughly $950,000 uh, from um, the federal COVID relief program and we, we used a lot of that on uh, upgrading our water and sewer infrastructure. Um, a lot of that upgrade includes radio read type water meters um, you just drive by it real slow and it, it reads, the computer reads it. So that's that's going to help a lot going forward. Probably speed up the meter reading process and maybe get our water bills more consistent on the same day every month. Um, so yeah, we spent most of that for um, sewer and water upgrade. Um, we did get $1.9 million allotted to Honeypath from the federal COVID relief plan, um, ARP money is what we call it. Um, 
American Rescue Plan, I guess what it stands for. We got another 950,000 we're sitting on right now. Uh, again, Dunn and Associates are in the process of writing a $6 million grant, six or $7 million grant, where it's one million of that could be matching. So we're holding on to that, hopefully turn that one million into six or seven million, which would go a lot further to um, increasing our reliability on our sewer and water and, and stopping the I and I from going to uh, wear shows where we have to pay for treating stormwater because some of our stormwater is getting in our sewage uh, lines. So hopefully we'll we'll have all that you know in, a, in much better shape in the next year or so. How about road work? Y'all done much road work this year? Have not had a chance to do a lot of road work. Um, did find out from Miss Wilson, uh, Cindy Wilson's our uh, Anderson County um, uh, representative for our area. Uh, she did got a letter. Actually, got a letter right here. Um, I'll just read it to you um, briefly. It's just um, greetings, Mayor of Honeypath. Just like like to let you know, funds left in the county account that can be used for road maintenance needs. Uh, currently, the town has twenty nine thousand six hundred and fifty four dollars in that account. So, we're we're waiting to see where the best place to use that is. Um, some of the roads is um, Black Street and uh, U Street, Ralph, some of those over there uh, really could use some help. But uh, as you know, $29,000 don't go far when it comes to roads. But oh, how many? Do you know how many miles of roads y'all have? I, I don't. Is it a lot? Or? It is a lot. Um, a lot of it's state roads. Yeah, people yeah. get confused though between you know municipal and, and state and county roads. They don't know right. what's what. And they... Right. And, and, and again, a thing that uh, people don't understand, and I didn't either till I got in this position and was able to talk to people, but if the state owns the road, then they own the storm drain, the sidewalk, all of it, not just the road. So if the sidewalk's falling in, you know, if it's a state road, it belongs to the state to fix. You know, Honeypath don't have the funds to fix all the roads and sidewalks that belong to the state also. So um, we're, we're, we're in touch with DOT, and we're trying to get some of these roads that are in bad shape fixed, but I tell you, it's, it's funny, we complain about our roads a lot um, around here. I just come home from Michigan, and our roads are like streets of gold compared to those up north. I mean, they are, they're horrible. I mean, uh, so our roads ain't as bad as, as what you can find elsewhere. Now, they're not as good as where you can find somewhere else, too, but uh, all that water under and in the road, when it freezes, it bucks and cracks and pops and it tears the asphalt all the, all the pieces. So. How about housing? Got some new housing this year, right? Do have quite a few housing. I, right off the top of my head, I think I signed about 20 plats this year to subdivide them up into 10,000 square foot or, or larger. That's the uh, RH10 um, zoning ordinance for for our RH10 areas of 10,000 square foot, which is uh, about a quarter acre. Um, one acre is 44,000 square foot, so one acre can house four houses if you split it up correctly. Um, and I've signed about 20 of those. I've got probably four or five new constructions going on right now, and permits for another 10 has probably been pulled already from the town. So. Um, there's a lot of growth coming to Honeypath. Um, How about recreation? Any updates on recreation this year? 
Tim and Hunter's doing a great job in the rec department. It's kind of slow right now, not really a whole lot going on. Football season's wrapped up. We don't have a basketball Everything's back in full swing this year. Oh, and, yeah, and really wide is. open, wide open. Police kids camp last June was huge. Had 130 average a day, probably kids. Um, all the baseball went well. Um, our guys did make it to the playoffs, but they, they lost out the last game. In the championship game, we lost out in baseball. Uh, football as well. Uh, we had a real good football team this year. Went undefeated to the playoffs. Um, so the Rex doing real good. A um, lot of movement over there too as far as we're going to start spending some money over there. Some um, uh, Blake Sanders is the mayor of West Pelzer. He is also Anderson County's Parks and Rec guy. He's going around talking to all the municipalities about what the state, I mean what the county can do. So we uh, we're going to be doing a lot of upgrades to our rec and parks and stuff like that. We we spend about uh, probably about five or six thousand dollars in uh, Dogwood Park behind Town Hall here. Uh, we raised the umbrella of the trees and took a few dead ones out. And uh, uh, the Silvertans has requested two thousand dollars from hospitality. They're going to redo the stage. Um, they're going to supply the labor. We're going to supply the the material so um the town is but uh everything's looking real good as far as our parks and recreation as well and tell everybody about your new police chief tell everybody a little bit about him um as you all know um chief bozeman retired um we've been talking about it for several months he, he told me he was tired he'd been a police officer here in hunting path the only place he's ever worked as far as police work goes is started out here he retired here as the chief um he done a good job for me for three years uh, as I was mayor. And he he come in that morning, said he was time to hang it up. And I asked him who I should replace him with, interim, till we can get somebody in there. And he he said, um, I think you probably need to put Barry New in that position. So I did. And uh, after interviewing five or six candidates, um, had a lot of good candidates. Had two or three that. Um, would have done us a great job, I'm sure, but I just felt like with Barry's experience and all his training, and um, he's able to train in everything but hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, uh, shooting, driving, you know, whatever. So I just decided, um, you know, he's just go ahead and let him, you know, let him have his go at it, and uh, it's working out well for us so far. Um, some issues still we got that we need to address, but he's he's Johnny on the spot or Barry on the spot as it was. Uh, but I think uh, I think I think Barry's going to do us a real good job as chief. What are the major things you and council have targeted as y'all's you know priorities for the the upcoming year? Maybe the first quarter particularly. <clears throat> when I ran for mayor, I had four or five bullet points that I wanted to accomplish my first four years. One was to start some movement on Shakola Mill site. Uh, we've removed 1,800 tons of debris already, and with this million dollars I spoke of earlier, we should be able to um, tackle a lot more of that over there. So hopefully hopefully by November, uh, Shakola will look a whole lot different. Another thing I campaigned on was um, some, some things changing in the police department. Uh, one, getting the front door open, and for the most part, we got that accomplished with, with very little work uh, inside to keep a separation from the offices and the lobby. So we had to build a wall in there um, per um, sled. You know, you can't you can't have access to certain areas in the police department, but we needed the lobby open. 
So that's another thing that uh, that I was able to accomplish. Uh, but you asked for going forward. Uh, one of the things I talked about was lowering the cost of utility bills in hunting path. Um, one of the things I did not long after I was mayor, mayor was remove the $5 fee that was tacked onto the water bill a time ago when um, the EMS needed help funding. Um, I removed that, so I've um, I've lowered our utility bills a little bit that way. I, I did add um, $3 back to it, removed five, but I, I added $3 back to it in terms of trash fees because that's, that's what um, most trash companies around are getting, about $15 a month. And uh, our equipment's old and um, everybody likes raises and our guys hadn't had a raise in a long time. So we did raise a little bit back on the water bills to um, uh, you know, help fund some raises and new equipment and uh, things such as that. Uh, but the one thing council and I going forward, and this is what you asked, so let me get to that, uh, is to continue lowering the, in our utility costs. And the way we're going to do that is sewer upgrades. Uh, we're going to upgrade our infrastructure. Uh, we're going to reduce the storm water runoff into the sewer that we have to pay where shoals to uh, filter for us. So if we can stop all the rainwater, we won't have a big inrush of um, sewage to wear shoals when it rains real hard. So uh, we're looking at that. We're looking at you know getting all our water leaks fixed and you know stop leaking. So uh, we're selling closer to 100% of the water we buying from Belton versus 65 to 70. So if we can get if we can get uh, get our leaks fixed and get our storm water out of the sewer. Uh, that's going to go a long way to helping citizens um, with, their, with their utility bills. Um, so that's the biggest thing we're going to try to tackle this year. And it's going to take a lot, and it's going to take a lot of money. Uh, but hopefully grants are going to pay for that. And that's, uh, we'll, we'll see. That's what we're looking forward to. Uh, Belton also saw rapid growth in 2022 and is looking at plans for new businesses and infrastructure work. Um, they got the new uh, electric car charger set there. All their... Uh, events return, the big year for them. It was also a year that had some melancholy news with um, the announcement of health problems for Mayor Eleanor Dunn's son down in New Orleans where she has gone to take care of him and been away from the city for the last several months. So please continue to pray for this family. But Belton City Manager Alan Sims offered this recap on the year in Belton for the Anderson Observer News from People You Trust. All right, you are, you're pinch hitting today for the mayor. I am, and I, we really do miss the mayor not being here with us, so I'm trying to fill in for her on, the, uh, on, on doing these things with you. And ask people to continue to remember her and thoughts and prayers as they deal with the family issue with their son and stuff. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, the shirt I'm wearing today, everybody here in the front office is wearing in support of the mayor and her son. So, yes, we appreciate all the thoughts and prayers because it, it really has uh, helped them and she really does appreciate everything that, that people have been sending or, or praying about for them. 2022 has been a busy year for Belton. Let's, let's talk about what all's happened in Belton this year. Well, 2022, um, I don't know what all the mayor has talked with you in previous uh, interviews about, but we've... Um, Police Department, we've just got uh, a new grant from the Department of Public Safety for 17 body cameras and 17 in-car cameras. So that recently has come through and we're looking forward to getting everybody equipped with those necessary items to, to make them safer. Um, also, we've got a $40,000, $48,000 vehicle uh, from the Department of Public Safety for a new SRO officer's vehicle that'll be stationed down here at the Belden Elementary School. 
And I guess probably the main thing right now that is a, a plus is we're fully staffed at the present time, and that's usually unusual right now for law enforcement and us as well. So, but we are fully staffed right now uh, based off of what Chief Richie's told me and them trying to recruit uh, uh, good quality officers, and, and it's doing, doing real well. I know events are always a big thing for Belton in, in this area. Uh, talk a little bit about how the, the return of all the events this year went. Events went well. You know, unfortunately, we have had a lot of rain during some of our events. Uh, we had trick-or-treating uh, this year again. Uh, Brown Avenue and the City Square, unless you were here to see the numerous people that we had uh, that go up and down the street of, of Brown Avenue, uh, I think we probably had probably close to 5,000. It's probably our biggest one we've ever had as far as the amount of people that turn out this year. And, and uh, we're, we're glad for it because people are getting out and it helps our restaurants when they come to Belton to trick-or-treat and, and we just enjoy having them. Standpipe Festival and Heritage Days and everything came back. That's right and Standpipe Festival was good considering I think we had either a storm come through or a hurricane that was lurking in the winds and it was a last call that uh, Lori, she made the call to, to have it, and she appreciated what the weatherman made happen, and uh, it, it worked out well. It was, it was a good crowd, considering that we weren't supposed to have it. And you had uh, a new concert series in the summer this year, right? Yes, the Downtown Sounds was funded by a grant that, that we applied for last year. Uh, it was a, a big success as far as the, the, the concerts that we had. Uh, we are going to try to move into that again this coming year and it will hopefully it'll be another big success for us again coming up next year starting in the spring. The museum's <laughs> always been an important part of this community. Any, any news coming from there? Do you know any more about maybe the, the State Museum for Natural History? Anything updates on that? I have not heard anything recently as far as uh, I know they're in the process of, of you know acquiring the funding to make that happen. I hope it does because that would be a vital uh, asset to the Beltonians to see some of those uh, uh, exhibits that are available here that we can, we can make happen. What about new businesses? Do you have any new businesses come in this year? We've got a lot of new construction going on. That's probably the biggest thing we have going on right now. People are coming to Belton and uh, getting property to uh, purchase to, to build a new house. It's unbelievable that the amount of housing that's going up. It's going up everywhere as far as, you know, in Anderson County, period. But Belton is starting to see a lot of growth uh, as far as housing and housing developments come, and, and that helps us out a lot as well. Uh, business, we have had some new businesses come into town. Um, that's a fluctuating that, uh, uh, that happens all the time that they come and go, some do, but uh, we're, we're steady and strong with what we have, and uh, again, we've had, a, we've had a couple. How about ARP funding? Y'all got some extra funds from the Recovery Act? Uh, what, what are y'all doing with that money? Uh, that's a good question. We, had, uh, we took some of our funds that we've used to give employees uh, a stipend again this year to help our employees. Uh, we have got um, in the state fund, we've applied for over a $12 million grant, help with some water and sewer projects, uh, some lift stations. Uh, that's going to be a big asset to our new construction and our uh, sewer upgrades for the city of Belton. So we have got a, a good bit of, of ARPA funds as well. And the recreation, y'all had a lot of, of uh, stuff going on with your recreation department this year too. Remind people some of the things y'all had down here. Uh, recreation department. We, uh, as you know, we hosted the 2022 Dixie Youth Series with a, with help of Anderson County. And as a matter of fact, uh, in June of 2023, they're going to be holding the 8, 10, and 12 and under district tournaments uh, in Anderson County again. So that's that's a big event coming up. 
Uh, we've also got funding for the uh, JC Ballpark Pond is what we, we call it here in town. Um, we are able to get a grant and they're going to be a two-year process that we upgrade this pond and uh, bring it back to life. Uh, when a lot of us were kids that are my age, uh, people used to go fishing in that pond. Well, it's, it's grown up and become desolate over a period of years and, and that's going to be a two-year project that's going to really going to help us bring that pond to life and hopefully we can get some, some younger kids and parents into fishing and, and seeing what pond life is all about. And your trail has seen a lot of use this year too, right? The trail has been phenomenal to us as far as people using it. Uh, it's uh, Everybody appreciates the trail that uses it. Uh, and even with this upcoming trail that they're doing a study on for Anderson County, we hope, uh, hope that comes in and um, see how that takes off after they do this study and maybe it'll tie us into that and we'll, we'll go from there. But the, the, the walking trail, the bubblegum trail has been phenomenal as far as people getting out and exercising. Yeah, the old uh, railroad line between Anderson and Belton, if you had a walking trail between Anderson, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Man, whoever thought that would ever happen to be able to, to do that, to walk or ride a bike to, to Anderson and, and get to that side of town. But uh, I hope the, the study works out well and, and hope we can make that happen. And y'all are studying a lot of the other recreation ideas too with the county and with other things too. Absolutely. The county has been phenomenal as far as the, the projects they're wanting to do that will help us. Cause you know, basically county residents are coming to Belton to participate in our rec facilities and uh, our program, so it just works out better uh, all the way around if we work together. And, and again, the county has been so gracious to help us on so many projects, uh, we, we just can't uh, thank them enough for the working relationship we have with the county. Uh, it, before we completely forget about recreation, yeah, the new kayak launch here is a major uh, uh, announcement for, for Belton. Talk about how that's going to help the area. You know, since we've uh, installed the, the new kayak launch site at the Michael W. Gambrell uh, kayak launch facility, it's amazing as far as the people that use that uh, launch site for, for duck hunting. So we've recently acquired some funding through Anderson County and Steve Newton helped us get uh, that we'll be putting in a boat ramp at the, the launch site. So that's going to be the next phase that hopefully we'll get started on in the springtime and uh, be able to put a paved boat ramp in there for people that use it to the ones that go duck hunting. And it's just amazing how many boats and trucks that you see parked down there rather than, than kayaks. So we look forward to that and trying to step that up another notch to, to be able to make it a complete facility. Yeah, the Saluda River and that whole Blue Trail has been a real boom for Belton, hasn't it? Absolutely, it has. I think it's worked out for for a lot of lot of us uh, around in the area, to, as far as uh, people that are using the facility, using other areas to come down to where we are, and and just being able to put in here to either go up or down the river without any trouble is 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 what's really helped ours take off. Uh, we're talking about the fire department here. The the there's some news from that area. Yep, uh, we actually ordered two new fire trucks last year as a matter of fact and hopefully we'll be uh, getting delivery from those here in the next couple of months. They've been pushed back several times due to construction and supplies so they're they're facing the same problem. And the other thing that uh, we're getting is the Belton EMS has recently uh, decided to donate that building back to the city. Uh, we're going to use it for uh, not fully decided everything we're going to do with it, but the fire department will come to play in the use of that facility for as uh, equipment storage and, 
and then being able to use it at that point. We hope to make it a, a, a totally complete building with, with other parts of the city using it as well. But we're looking forward to that. That'll be a big asset to us. Uh, as everyone knows that we also uh, were granted Duke Power, excuse me, Duke Energy granted us uh, two uh, charging stations for electric vehicles. They have been completed. All the thing we're waiting on right now is uh, is the uh, installation of the transformer to tie the Duke Energy into the charging stations. Well, they'll be ready to go, but hopefully we can get that took care of in the next couple of months, and, and then we'll be able to offer uh, electric charging station here for people coming through the city or that needs to charge uh, somewhere on their way to their direction is, is what we're hoping for. What are some of the things that leadership and the council had identified as priorities for the coming year? Well, come January, we'll have a council retreat, and with that retreat, we'll discuss what the, the council wants to do. We've, we've got a new elected council member, Joshua Hawkins. He's going to be a vital asset to the to our uh, council and the government, and we'll probably break down those uh, items that we want to make a priority in, in January when we do our retreat. But uh, always, uh, our public safety is is number one, and our citizens and, and our employees that we have here at the city is always top priority. But I think they'll lay out some some good programs and some good ideas come January. And I guess roads will be on that agenda. Right? Ro roads is always. Do uh, I have a lot of I'm, I'm, municipal roads here? Well. We have roads, um, and that's always a good question depending on where you go and, and how you ask it. Uh, we take what funds we can get from C funds and then we match it to the best we can with, with what we can do. And then we pay what roads we can other than what the state has that uh, comes through Belton. And, you know, we, we pay what we can. We've got three roads that we're going to be upcoming paving uh, this coming cycle that we've done. And we'll, we'll try to get more than the next time the cycle comes around. And down in Iva, town manager Tim Taylor witnessed a busy year in Iva, uh, especially downtown with the new Veterans Memorial. That thing's really nice. I was there when they uh, had the ceremony for that. Had a lot of new and returning festivals this year and music, along with other growth, including some houses and some new businesses. And the final stages were announced to move the Anderson County Library Branch onto the town down square, which will be a really nice addition to the town square in Iva. It has been a busy year in Iva. I know, you know, some it's Interesting to think, but looking back, we were starting the year talking about getting over COVID still. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened in IVA this year. Well, 2022 was a good year for IVA. We had, um, we had well, first of all, our events were able to uh, be held with no restrictions. And the crowds came back, of course, and everybody had a really, really good time. I think this is one of our biggest depot days that we've had in, in years. And uh, we're already planning for next year because this year, we tried to incorporate the Friday night uh, as part of that with the concert and some of the vendors set up. So that was a, su a success, we think. And so when we do our spring festival, we're going to do it as well on a Friday evening and all day Saturday. That'll be in 2023, um, probably around uh, mid to late April. Uh, 2022 brought some new homes to Iva, which is something that we haven't seen in years. I mean, 20 plus years. Um, and we're talking small growth, but as we've said before for IVA, we, we feel like it's pretty good. Uh, we had about eight new homes. We have some that are still um, talking to us about building homes in 2023. We've got um, some permits that are open. Uh, for We're just waiting on construction to start. 
And so uh, this, we feel like 2023 is going to be another good year for residential development on a small scale, but um, adding to our tax base and to our, um, you know, just our, our population is great. And, and so the new families that have moved in are wonderful people and they are learning a lot about Ava's history and they want to. A lot of times they'll come by here and we have a book um, that's written about Ava and a lot of times they'll pick the book up and, and they'll learn about the town they live in. So uh, it's good, citizen, good citizens moving in, into our town. Um, we, we had a good year uh, just with people, you know, wanting small town life. You know, people go about and shop here in uh, our, our, our local businesses. We had some new businesses open up this year which was great. And uh, we see that people do want to support uh, their small town local uh, businesses. Our farmer's market did great this year. Uh, we had some local farmers that have, have really done well at the farmer's market. And we have people that call all the time. When is, when is the farmer's market open? So people want to support um, our farmer's market as well. So this year has been a great year. We, we ended the year uh, on a sad note. We had a, the death of one of our council members just a few weeks ago and we are still very, heartbroken and, and uh, we don't, we just don't understand how these bad things happen sometimes, but she was on council for almost 20 years and was uh, just a wonderful, wonderful person, good Christian woman, and she really loved the town and, and been here her whole life. And when you lose those kind of people that have been here for their entire lives, who, know, who knew so much of the history and participated in a lot of the history of the town, they're just not replaceable. So we're still heartbroken and very sad, but as a result of that, we'll be having a special election uh, in just really a few weeks to, to um, seat a new council member for that particular ward. Um, it's sad, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're looking forward to bringing someone new onto the council. Um, it's something we have to do. So, you know, it's gonna be good because um, we have a lot of good things coming in, in the next couple of years. And, and so we need to get that council member on in here and get them going. So uh, while we ended the year on, on a sad note, we can look back at all the things that have happened this year and be proud of it. And we've got our, our agenda set for 2023 and we're looking forward to continuing some of the things that we started in 2022. A couple of those things are the dime store project. We, we are, we're going to fast forward that project and get it done this year. We still have some money left over in the earmark that Senator Gambrell got for us in the state budget. And uh, the next phase of that's going to be to upgrade the electrical and put a new HVAC system in. We've already got the roof replaced and so now we're, we're moving on with that. Um, we were able to um, purchase some buildings down in the lower part of town uh, at, a, at a good cost uh, several months ago and we have been able to secure leases on all of those buildings. So uh, while the businesses have not opened up yet, we have four brand new businesses that will be coming to town and they are a pet grooming facility uh, and, and doggy day spa. Uh, one of them is a photography place where uh, they will be doing photography shoots for families and businesses as well as possibly getting into the t-shirt vinyl uh, uh, business, I'm not really sure what you call that, but uh, I know there's a need for that down here. Uh, we have a vape shop coming as well, and then a coffee shop. So uh, those are four brand new businesses that we'll be announcing really, really soon in 2023. 
uh, we have a new barbecue restaurant that's going to be opening up uh, in early 2023 as well. It's going to be a uh, barbecue restaurant and a bar and grill uh, to go along with that. So those are very exciting things for us. And, and those are things that will be happening just in the first quarter of 2023. And we hope that sets the pace for the rest of the year. Um, we have, um, like I told you earlier, with, with 2022, the new houses that were built, a lot of those uh, houses have been sold and the developers are ready to build more. And so we're excited to see what plans are gonna unfold on that as well. Um, as far as uh, our downtown area, we, we wanna see all of, our, all of our storefronts with something in them. You know, we wanna we want see all of our businesses uh, flourishing well and, and we think they will because people love small town and I think people love Iva as well. One of the big events of the year was the new monument. Yes. Uh, remind people about the new monument and the kind of response y'all got during that time and since then about that new monument. We always wanted to upgrade um, the Veterans Park. And we, we needed to move flagpoles. We needed to just move things around. And because our Thursday night concerts are, are, are attended well, and the flagpoles were sort of in the way of that. And we wanted to move the flagpoles and create this veterans, um, we call it our veterans plaza, but we wanted to create something that was more fitting for a veterans park instead of having a monument here, flagpoles here, and we just want everything in one place. And so we were able to secure donations and contributions from businesses, individuals, uh, the county helped us out. We had some churches and we purchased a new monument and that monument was installed in uh, around Memorial Day. And we were able to have a big event out there. You were here, you captured a lot of that for us. And that has been visited quite a bit. You'll see families out there taking pictures and especially the family members of those whose names are on the, the monument. And, uh, but, but it is a classy uh, area. It looks great, it's a big black monument. And uh, we're gonna add some things to it this year. We'll add some flower pots out there and expand on it a little bit. But uh, that was a huge accomplishment and we're very, very proud of that. We're gonna do something similar to that at the ball field. Um, that's a project that's gonna be unfolding shortly. Um, we've talked about this before, but our ball field is gonna be turned into a new complex for School District 3. They're gonna um, be expanding their operations and, and bringing most of their staff into one building. They're bringing their buses down here. And, but the ball field was, um, in its time, it was a different era than, than we're in now, but softball was a huge deal down here, a huge deal, and it was a weekly thing. And so a lot of those old ball players are still around. And there's some heartstrings attached to that ball field. And so uh, while we have to progress forward with, with things, we do want to do something to commemorate the ball field, its legacy, its history, and what it meant and means to a lot of people in town. So we're gonna be doing, uh, we're, we're working with the school district. They're sort of taking the lead on it, but we're gonna be working with them as well uh, in developing a small area where there will be a memorial, so to speak, that will um, give the history of the ball field, what that era meant to the town, and the, the legacy that, that, it, that it leaves here. And so we'll be doing a dedication of that uh, in, in 2023. Don't have a date yet, of course, but we're working with the school district on getting that set up. So it'll be similar to the, uh, um, the Veterans Memorial. And that's gonna be important to a lot of people. 
a lot of people are excited about the this new um, project that we're working on the school district. It's going to bring a lot of growth to the town. Just having that traffic on 81 is going to mean a lot to us. Um, it's going to help us hopefully attract new business along the, the 81 corridor. Um, traffic count is integral, you know that, and this is, this is going to be good for us. So, um, but at the same time, we want to we want to preserve our history, so to speak. We're we're not tearing anything down, but but we are repurposing the field, and but but we are going to have this uh, memorial out there at some point. And part of that process will be bringing the library downtown. That's right. And That's how, right. Where's that in, in terms of progress on that? Well, as far as I know, everything is still is still ongoing, and uh, we've met with. Uh, the county several times, the, the library board, the school district, and uh, I, I think you'll see construction soon. And that's going to be a major, major, uh, it's going to have a major impact on our downtown. Uh, it's going to be a nice upgraded facility. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's going to, um, hopefully it's going to help with foot traffic on, on the, uh, the square up there. And it, this is something that, you know, we never thought, we never really dreamed of this happening and it, it, it's just happened. and. Really, IVA and its people are the beneficiaries of this. Uh, this is going to be a great, great upgrade to downtown. Along with that, there are some other buildings downtown that we're working on. So over the next three to four years, you're going to see a great transformation in IVA's downtown. In closing out the year, the, one of the other things is going on. you got a new police chief. Yes, Tell we do. Tell people about the new police chief. We have a new police chief. He's going to be sworn in today. We're, we're just minutes from a council meeting here. And uh, his name is Christopher Miller. He's a 25-year veteran of law enforcement. Uh, was with Greenville County and Anderson County and some other smaller agencies. He's got um, a good track record, very experienced, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, his administration and what he's going to bring to the town. He, he's excited to be in a chief's position in a small town. So uh, when, when we've talked to him, his ideas, his uh, his way about doing things, his his thoughts, and what he wants to see happen here, um, is really in line with the goals and the priorities of our mayor and council. And and whenever they um, wanted to start interviewing and, and talking to um, potential chiefs, they had um, some priorities that that they needed to address. And so I think this is going to fit in right with what they're wanting to do. The mayor and council. Um, has prioritized a few things for 2023 and of course this is one of them having somebody to lead that department um, in a small town people depend on law enforcement they 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 want that double coverage you know the county has been extraordinary in helping us out fill the gap and they um, also call there first even if it's not law enforcement related a lot of times that's right so um but but we needed to uh, just just get this thing sewed up and have a good good leadership there and and so and we appreciate our former chief who who moved on mr shook hamden i think you interviewed him here and and he had a good run with us and and we uh, appreciate what all he did and and wish him success in his in his future um, jobs and everything but uh, we're excited about this this uh this gentleman, he's, he's going to do good for us. And I hope you can do an interview with him at some point. But getting back to the mayor and council's priorities for 2023, um, uh, we, we talked about residential development. 
but we're also working with the county on uh, some sewer repair down here, which is going to be great. We need that. We have an old dilapidated system, and so they've reached out to us, and we're going to be working with them to, to uh, get the system uh, moving. We have I-9 problems. Uh, small towns have those. Um, I guess every system, even new systems have them, but ours is pretty severe. So we're going to be working with them, and we've applied for uh, lots of grants to, to help with that as well. And so we hope to have some, um, we hope to hear something back from the state pretty soon. I think every town in, in Anderson County probably applied for some of these COVID funds um, to, for their water sewer systems. And so we did, of course. So we hope we hear back soon. Um, if we do, then we'll get the ball rolling on that quickly. Um, some of the other uh, goals and priorities of the council like we talked about is, is um, business recruitment, development, working and really partnering with the school district and the county on this library program. This is going to be great for us. We're so excited about it. And then um, just clean up in the town. We want to redevelop our code a little bit. We're going to encourage our citizens to clean up and we want to have nice clean yards and uh, we want Iowa to be a, a good clean city so that people do want to live here and will have pride in their properties. So up, upgrading, um, well I guess upgrading is not the word for it, but um, looking at our zoning ordinance, looking at our comprehensive plan, and looking at our land use policies to make sure they fit 2023. Some of these have not been updated in years. And so with, uh, with growth coming here, we want to make sure our code is where it needs to be for a small town, but also something that provides us with a good 10 to 20 year vision for what we want Iowa to look like in years to come. That has to start now. And so I think that's, that is a major priority of the council going forward. And so we'll be doing that early in 2023, meeting with our planning commission and, and getting those folks um, on board with what we need to do. And you touched on this earlier, but all this growth is under the filter of y'all still want to maintain the small town feel and values and closeness and all right. Of course, of course. I don't think Iva, we, we don't want to be a huge town. You know, we want to maintain a small town atmosphere. People love the little small uh, town feel, the small town charm. However, we have houses that are aging. I mean, we have some houses that are well over 100 years old and they were not taken care of. You know, historic homes is one thing where you've had the upgrades needed and, and, and those kind of things, but we've got houses that are falling apart. And so we need a new inventory of homes here. Um, and, and we need new homes to meet the, the projected growth in this area. Um, so it's not that we're trying to make out of a big town, it's just that we're trying to make sure the inventory is good um, for, for future uh, residents here. And then, um, you know, we, we are seeing where a lot of people are, are basically uh, redeveloping their homes. You know, we've got a lot of houses here where um, developers have bought them and they're tearing walls out and, and uh, put new siding on, those kind of things. So, and, and selling them as if they were new homes. That's great. And we want to continue to see that. That's not really adding a new home. That's just, you know, fixing up a house. And so um, that, that we want to see more of that as well. Um, yeah, I think that the goal has never been to increase our population, um, you know, to a huge town. Um, but but just to make sure we have a good offering. And um, obviously we want to build our tax base and our, our enterprise, but 
Um, that, that is going to happen, and it is happening. So, um, but Iowa is positioned for growth. Uh, we talked about this before. We're, we're in the corridor between Anderson and Augusta. We see a lot of traffic come through here. A lot of people are moving to the area who need to be between Greenville and, and Atlanta. Um, and so Iowa's a great place for that. You know, we're not that far from the interstate. Um, you can head down to Hartwell and hop on the interstate in about 15 minutes. Same thing with Anderson. So, I mean, we may not have a major industry here because we don't have a direct exit off the interstate, but in terms of somebody locating here because they need to be close proximity, I was perfect. I find it not only uh, gratifying, but encouraging to hear these town leaders talk about their communities and how things are growing. And the, the Anderson County has a lot of strong towns and, and cities, and it's been a really good thing in a good year. It looks like the year ahead is going to be even better. So join me next time on the Anderson Observer Podcast. News to people you trust for information about MLK events that are coming up very soon and more. And until then, get out and do something to make our community a better place. Oh,